people are rarely who they seem to be. Lurking beneath their polite, affable exterior is inevitably a dark shadow side consisting of the insecurities and the aggressive, selfish impulses they repress and carefully conceal from public view. This dark side leaks out in behavior that will baffle and harm you. Learn to recognize the signs of the shadow before they become toxic. Robert Green, welcome to Flourish. I'm Diane Planadin, and you are in the right place to create an inspired life by making mindful decisions and taking positive actions to live life on purpose. Live harmoniously and imprint effectively on those you mentor and love. Today, we are discussing the next chapter from Robert Greene's The Law of Human Nature. And this chapter, uh, it's called Confront Your Dark Side or The Law of Repression. But you know, this book gives you actions, actions you can take to create a better mindset, be more optimistic, elevate your well-being, and live that extraordinary life that you very well deserve. And if you've missed any of the episodes thus far, I will link them in the show notes so you can go back and watch or listen. This is actually going to be a positive discussion today, and it's going to be a little bit quicker today because it's something that you really need to explore in depth for yourself. So I'm just going to give you a few points, a few ideas, and uh, you know, get the thought process going for you. And Green goes on to say, you must become aware of your own dark side. In being conscious of it, you can control and channel the creative energies that lurk in your unconscious. It does lurk there, doesn't it? We all have it. By integrating the dark side into your personality, you'll become a more complete human and will radiate I love that. Radiate an authenticity that will draw people to you. That's the positive side of the dark side. By confronting your dark side, you can make it work for you. Radiate and shine. What is a person's dark side after all? (laughs) Well, Carl Jung, a Swiss psychologist, called it the shadow. I like the shadow. It's the side of us we repress over time in order to maintain a civil decorum. After all, the terrible twos cannot last forever, can they? Although, I will say out loud, I do know of people that, mm, they should really think about a little anger management. Thankfully, most of us uh, do operate on a civil basis. However, you need to be aware that your shadow can reel its ugly head at any time, even when you least expect it, because it's there, it's there lurking beneath the surface. And children are an excellent example of this. They voice their discomfort, don't they? They do not have a filter. You can see it happening. You can feel it happening. You can hear it happening. And it's a form of release. And if it's done well, then they can release and move on. Release and move on. Rather than suppressing it 
or elevating it. Green says you can then anticipate what another person will do under stress, understand their hidden motives, and not get dragged under by any self-destructive tendencies. Self-destructive. You're in control, right? That's why you need to know your own dark side. You need to know how you're going to handle stress. Understand your own hidden motives and not drag yourself down. No one is holding a remote control, controlling you. No, you're in control of you. That's why it's important to understand yourself, your demons, <laughs> your shadow. And if you're raising children, help them understand that too. So how do you recognize when a person's shadow is bubbling to the surface without, you know, the obvious, obvious, you know, uh, you know, intonation change. Green gives examples of a few telltale signs of what to look for. And the first one, this is the most eloquent, <laughs> is contradictory behavior. Something's changed on a dime. What is it? Is there, uh, the next one's the emotional outburst. Where did that come from? The person, me, you, who? have lost self-control. You're spiraling. Next is vehement denial. When we express the opposite of what we actually believe. Methinks the lady does protest too much. Or how about accidental behavior, which bubbles up when we blame a vice for our action? Yeah, could have been the whiskey. Might have been the beer. <laughs> Another one is over-idealization, which I thought was interesting as it appears as a powerful conviction, which then transitions into a bully type of nature. And the last one being projection, in which we project our desires onto others, or sometimes just convince ourselves. Yeah, we've got a good imagination, don't we? We convince ourselves of perception perception of others. Nobody has a crystal ball here. So that's why this is so, so important because this is another key in your journey, in your journey for self-awareness and recognizing it in others will be oh so helpful. So you don't have to take things personally, right? So what can you do? Green suggests learning to recognize the seven most common emphatic traits in order to manage them appropriately. There's probably more or a combination thereof, but I think seven's a good place to start. First one is the tough guy who comes across like they're made of Teflon. Maybe they're intimidating. Maybe they are controlling. No, maybe they're insecure. And that is how they try and bring themselves, you know, to overcompensate. They overcompensate. Don't push that person's button. Just don't do it. They're, there's no reasoning with that person. Next is the saint who projects mm, goodliness and purity. But it's in order to obtain wealth and power. So do not confuse this saintliness with people who are true saints because they will never, never look for public 
acknowledgement and not feel the need to publicize their good deeds. Then there's the passive aggressive charmer, that nice person who wants to become best friends fast. They're charming, they're suave. They'll open their soul to you, but then they'll devour yours. Yeah, that's the gossiper who gossips about other people who thinks they're gaining your trust, but do not turn your back because if you have confided anything or even nothing, they'll make something up and start gossiping about you too. I think that one's pretty obvious, but it does catch us off guard. Fourth is the fanatic, that drama queen full of conviction, of confidence, of shining light. They're also the same person who overpromises and underdelivers. And then when that happens, they blame somebody else for their actions. Next is the rigid rationalist, which Green describes as an analytical, you know, the intellectual type. And hmm, very argumentative. And if you question them, you know, if they're intellectual, you should be able to have a good debate, discussion, point of view. But no, they will become challenged and argumentative and, sh and they, they'll dig in. They'll dig in their heels. Then there's the snob who thinks they're a superior being to everyone else. They know everything, the best of everything, and they put on these airs where if they have to try so hard, it's usually because they're making it up. The opposite is true. Be wary of those who go out of their way to make a show of their difference. Finally, the extreme entrepreneur, or what I would call the control freak <laughs> that cannot delegate. And they put so much on their shoulders. They need such perfection. They must do absolutely everything that eventually they just poof, blow up, and become dependent on others. Fascinating. That's in a nutshell. So now that you know the most common traits, you can reconnect and integrate the shadow into your life. Green gives four steps in order to do this. First, see the shadow. Look inward. Out of those seven, did any resonate with you? Is, is there anything that you feel you need to re-examine in your life? This is a very painful one because you're having an honest conversation with yourself and you're bringing your insecurity to the surface and ultimately acknowledging your natural tendency which others may see as a flaw. But this is about you, not about other people's perceptions. Remember, the reason to do this is to increase your self-awareness and radiate authenticity rather than repressing the creative energies in your unconscious. Next, you need to embrace the shadow. Yes, let it in. <laughs> let it out, accept it, integrate it into your personality and, and use it for good because the next step is to explore the shadow. 
that's when you will really heighten your creativity and then you will be able to finally show your shadow. So four steps, see the shadow, look inward. It's painful. Next, embrace it, accept it. Explore what that shadow is all about and how, how, how are you gonna work with it? Because once you do, then you can show the shadow. Show it to the world, wear it on your sleeve. Green gives an excellent example in the book about Steve Jobs and how he was able to harness his dark side and unleash it when necessary. Use his intuition. Get those creative juices flowing. Imagination. Jobs had it down pat. He could unleash his shadow when necessary. He goes on to say, you pay a greater price for being so nice and differential than consciously showing your shadow. First, to follow the latter path, you must begin by respecting your own opinions more and those of others less, particularly when it comes to your areas of expertise, to the field you have immersed yourself in. Trust your native genius and the ideas you've come up with. Second, get in the habit. Get in the habit in your daily life of asserting yourself more and compromising less. Do this under control and at opportune moments. Third, start caring less of what people think of you. They're actually not thinking of you. <laughs> That's my own little interjection, okay? <laughs> you will feel a tremendous sense of liberation. Fourth, realize that at times you must offend and even hurt people who block your path who have ugly values, who unjustly criticize you. Use such moments of clear injustice to bring out your shadow and show it proudly. Fifth, feel free to play the independent, willful child who mocks the stupidity and hypocrisy of others. Yeah, you have to bring out your child every now and then, your inner child. It's your creative genius. Finally, Flout the very conventions that others follow so scrupulously. You can unleash your creative genius by becoming who you are. Self-awareness. I discuss this in, in more detail in episode 68, uh, how to become an elusive object of desire and why you want to. Because you are an original, you are unique, and you need to live that, be that. It's a good inspiration. And by embracing your shadow, you will exude your natural traits. And as a result, your shadow will then become your ally. Exude your natural traits. And once you recognize it in yourself, then you will have an easier time seeing it in others and be able to understand them better. If you're raising children or teaching them, you will be more patient and understanding of their actions and how you too can guide them. Understanding their shadow. Listen to them. Help them. Guide them, help them learn how to learn. Then they can express themselves. 
When you can express yourself through creative endeavors, when you're not under stress, when you can open your mind, then the creative genius comes out. I'm going to put a picture in your mind right now, what I'm talking about. Someone who was so authentic and was able to, you know, forget the naysayers and unleash their creative genius, Albert Einstein. That's about as authentic as you can get. <sighs> now I'm jazzed. <laughs> Thank you for spending your precious time with me today. I really appreciate it. And I'm asking you to help me by leaving uh, some reviews on iTunes or on the YouTube channel. I love having some comments. I really appreciate it. And I really want to give a shout out to my listeners that are following me in India. I would have never dreamed in a million years that this show would be a global following and the number of downloads is just, well, puts a smile on my face because I know I'm not just talking to deaf ears. If I'm reaching just one person, man, that makes me happy. So if you like the show, share it with somebody you know, share it with three people you know, it would be so wonderful to really spread this message and help people, help people out there. And, and in, in this particular chapter, we're halfway through the book, by the way, so I, I hope you're, you're really starting to feel that self-empowerment, but by integrating the dark side, your shadow, into your personality, you'll become more complete, you'll be more self-accepting, and you will radiate, radiate authenticity. And when you radiate authenticity, people are drawn to you. The nice people live an inspired life. And remember, every obstacle gives you another opportunity to grow and flourish. <laughs>